In the midst of the first triple header of the season, Max and Red Bull win again at the best race ever. The pressure seems to be getting to Mercedes. Lando keeps Landoing, and we preview the first of two races at the Red Bull ring. Let's jump the start. everybody welcome in to jump the start racing podcast my name is wellington i am here with two of my closest friends ruben say hello what's going on guys yes see what did i tell you what <gasps> best race ever <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it was the best race ever but it was a a pretty Pretty good one. Um, guys, how was your weekends outside you of the race? If you speak it into existence, it will happen. It happens. It happens. How was your weekends outside of the race? Pretty good. I had a great weekend. Awesome weekend. I was a tourist in my own city this weekend. Oh, wow. Yes. You know, New York opened up this week. So was it this week? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. this week. So, you know, we were out and about, went to uh, the vessel. Had a good time. It was cool. Ruben, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Good time much. this weekend? Didn't do much. What did I do Saturday? Work. Worked. Yeah, you worked. Then couch potato. They the rest of Saturday. <laughs> 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 then Sunday was Father's Day. So yeah, yeah. We were yeah. somewhere Father's family. Day, really. thank, you. Father's Day, really. thank, yeah. thank you, thank you. The daddy of the podcast. Um, <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, snap back. Before jumping into the French Grand Prix review, we want to talk about a couple of news items. Number one, we saw. In Baku at the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, we saw two huge failures on the Pirelli tires affecting both Lance Stroll and Max Verstappen, obviously having a huge effect on the race. Um, made it well. Made it a fun race. Made it a fun race, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Turns out that Pirelli came back and pointed out both Red Bull and Aston Martin were running with Lower pressures than, uh, actually, how about this? They were within range, but they were on the lower range of the pressure recommended for the tires, meaning that they were not at the same level as the competitors. And what ended up happening is because of the lowered tire pressure, uh, the other, um, I'm sorry, pressures did not rise during the race as they believed that they would probably believe that they would and that would cause standing waves and i quote standing waves on the shoulder of the tire which led directly to failure for lance Stroll and max verstappen what does that mean yep standing wave. Well, um i know what it means but i mean what the standing waves mean? i don't know whatever but so yeah. the standing wave is that like you see when you have the the top fuel cars when they take off and you see like the, the tire flex extremely like down the side is that what they call the standing wave because the car's still standing but the tire's like trying to push you know like and it has like on the, on the side all those waves like that yeah i don't know uh-huh. i don't i have no idea but with the the final reason no it, well it's true because it here's do. what happens the fia only tests the pressure when they start but or before they start meaning in in park firmer while they're in the garage so do you have a, a minimum tire pressure that you must have on the car? So what a lot of teams will do is that they'll put a certain amount of pressure on the tires. So enough so it could be high enough where when the FIA comes and measures it, it's to you know Passes. to spec, right? 
Then what happens? Uh, but they're also warming up the tires at that point too. So when you warm up the tires, uh, that raises heat the pressure. raises the pressure. So once they're out on track, the pressure is lower. Now, it is a benefit to the team to have lower pressure because once you have lower pressure, think of it as a balloon. If you take a balloon and you inflate it too much with air, it bounces off very easily. Same thing happens with a tire. Or a bowl. Yeah. Now, if you lower the, the air pressure, it tends to settle onto the track so you have better grip. So it benefits most of the teams, actually, if they have a lower pressure so they have better traction going through the corners. <laughs> but... So a lot of the teams play around with this, especially with the heating up of uh, of the tires on the in the formation lap and with the tire blankets as well. <clears throat> so it was found that Red Bull and Aston Martin, obviously the throughout the race, I guess the tires weren't heating up enough. The tire pressure was low. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you don't follow the directions, the tire blows up because you're going to have structural failure. So is that why both teams like didn't directly like over the radio or anything like that complain like directly about the tire? Um, if, if you recall, Red Bull specifically said, "Hey, everybody should come in." Yeah, but that was but that the, was after the, the that tire was, I'm talking about like for example, like Max. Right. Oh, these freaking tires! You know, he didn't point it to the tires. Like, but because it wasn't the degradation on the tire one on the track on the track, it was just that it just blew out. But what happens is that Mbaku, you're especially throughout that straight because remember this happened yeah, yeah, you know at that right after that little kink on that straight so you have a lot of obviously the cars are going at high speed you have a lot of directional forces going in stretching out the tires um and you're turning me on talking all this all yeah. this physics oh my you know, god yeah, right. <laughs> oh my oh, god keep going that was my point okay <laughs> <laughs> um so you know you have all these directional forces going onto the tires and it's some it, if you don't have enough pressure, if you don't have enough air, air pressure to withhold to withhold those forces, the tire is going to blow. That's exactly what happened. Okay, so Pirelli's clear. The, well, yeah, I mean, you know, Pirelli. Uh, obviously, Red Bull is going to come out and say they followed all the directions. Of but I think the caveat is is that they only, and this is why they changed the rules for 2022. Now, for 2022, what's going to happen is, um. Well, right, like a sensor in each tire. Yeah, they're gonna have a a, a, a pressure sensor. But th- that the that the FIA mandates, yes. meaning that you can only use a tire uh, a supplier that the FIA says. So they're gonna right now they're just relying on the data that the teams have, and we all know that the teams are not gonna right. they're gonna fudge it somehow. Right, like so, Ferrari. Right. Why does it always have to be about? This? But I, I read that um <laughs> that there's no I think that like there's no minimum pressure you could have. There's a there's max. a minimum pressure. But there's a minimum pressure that you have to have. Yeah. But within the range for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, most people were, I guess, far enough above that minimum that it wasn't an issue. But Aston Martin and Red Bull were low. And that caused, even so far as to say, even um, Lewis Hamilton came out and was like, oh, Pirelli's not to blame. Obviously, he wants to throw shade on everybody else. And say, you know, Mercedes, That's we, just did the, the, we did the right thing. The We're playing within the rules. And then he also emphasized, like, Kate, did you focus more on the, pr- the, pr- the pressure of the tires? Yeah, maybe in we the think? future, you know, maybe they'll do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what they're doing is obviously they're going to, they obviously, the FIA has saw, saw a hole in those regulations as far as the tire pressures, and they've, in within the rules of next year, the 2022 rule changes, they're coming. They're going to put sensors 
monitoring the tire pressures and all of that stuff. So there's a fix to it. We're just happy that nothing happened to any of the drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So we were just talking about Lewis Hamilton throwing a little dirt, right? <laughs> so the drama of the season so far, the uh, flexible wings. Uh, we know that coming into the French Grand Prix, they were mandating that uh, new testing standard where they would have like the 10 dots across the rear wing would be able to see the deflection and then obviously they still have what is it the two 750 newton forces you know oh, that's what back. the end mean no yeah. newton yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay so now he's what turning, is his end now he's turning himself yeah 700 Ooh. newton a thousand and like, okay, so, <laughs> so what's next the square root of n too like <laughs> oh god <laughs> Uh, so I just tuned out right now. Yeah. <laughs> me, me too. It takes you guys back like, to high school. No, the yeah. flexible wing thing. I was like, okay, this is super complicated. What the hell are they talking about? Can well, we just simplify this crap? It's <laughs> not that complicated. It wound up being all about nothing, really, to be honest. Well, yeah. So the controversy kind of came to a head at uh, La Castellet at Paul Ricard because of the new testing standards. Red Bull had already shown up to Baku with a new redesigned wing. It's actually a wing that they used in Spa last year kind of showing where they were going, low downforce concept for this race. So we talked about this last time and every time out that it doesn't, the bending is not going to be that pronounced if they have a low downforce concept, which benefits them in France, in Austria, times two, mm -hmm. and then in Silverstone. You're always going to want to low, run low drag force. So They're getting, they're getting ready. Yeah. Where it might show up is Hungaro Ring, which is after Silverstone, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Much ado about nothing, though, Yancy. You said yeah. it was like it, it just seemed like it was. I like the shade, though. You know, throwing they throwing the shade at each other and stuff like that. No, but that's what it was. It was. It is a much. It is much to do about nothing. I mean, all the wings flex to some to some extent. Um, I think, think Mercedes got lucky that they did not focus more on the front one because their front wing flexes a lot. But too. it's like I mentioned last time. We'll see what the regulations do as far as if 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 Red Bull really did have an advantage, mm -hmm. it would have shown up here in France because obviously the regulations came in tighter. We're, we're tighter now, so they're, the FIA is monitoring it. But Red Bull was just as quick. So it's not that they're gaining an advantage. I think it was just... It seems to me that Mercedes is rattled, and they're just throwing. Come on, yes. they're just they're just playing a political game and the mudslinging in the media. They're rattled for the first time in a long time. Mercedes seemed rattled. <clears throat> when have you seen Total Wolf talk so much about another team? Twenty eighteen competition. Yeah, when Ferrari was really threatening to win exactly. championships. Both. So. Um, like so is this the end of the flexible I, I yeah it is the, the man but like the cars they're so they're evenly matched i we'll, we'll call it that right obviously the from what we can see as fans the mercedes has more power and they're through their engine which is even debatable rebels are faster through slow corner slow corners yeah but red bull now the, their engine is fast enough, especially now with that that uh, that uh, lower downforce down wing. Crazy. Is just uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton was saying that he, they were losing three tenths of a second on the straight to the rebels. So it seems like a combination of 
a better engine, obviously, that Honda has this year with, you know, Red Bull specialty, aerodynamics. Mm -hmm. My Seems man, that, knew it. Uh, so that's what I was saying. When, well, I was, that's what I was thinking when Wilson was mentioning. You know, so it's not only... Slow corners, yeah. They've always been... You know, they just got in... But that's always what's made... Just tying it up more. That, but that's always... working. But that's what's made Mercedes so successful the past few years, too. It's just not ju just the engine. Their aerodynamics is excellent, too. They're... Obviously, they're... They were the only team to run that. They pioneered that that lower rake. They're the only team that were running it besides Aston Martin... Uh, well, which was racing point last year, but they were the, they were running the table, so I mean they they're doing a good job. Low rate or high rate? Well, the the um, Mercedes the Mercedes is a low rate. Yeah, the, the Red Bull's a high rate. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. So not only they were so, I feel like the Red Bull's cars were so much better on this track that the reason that Sergio Perez even missed out on front row is that he made a bunch of mistakes in that last lap on Q3. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm curious to see going forward, what the heck are we going to get as far as the t not just the title fight, but then the Boras and Perez fight. Obviously, Perez is kind of doing his thing for, for Red Bull, and I don't know. We, we could see Red Bull pulling away from the competition. Dead story as far as the flexible wings? Yeah. I think that's over. They'll find something else. Um, we'll have Nico Rosberg just come up with a new theory. <laughs> he was the man this week. He was throwing so, so much shade in <laughs> every direction. It was wonderful to the point where Total Wolf was like, uh, didn't we pay you enough over the years to... <laughs> in the Sky, what was it? The Sky uh, the, the post sky race. In, in post race interviews. He did it too uh, with Gasly and Norris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they hired him for. That's, yep. a, yeah. that's an exact quote from him. What the hell is this guy doing? The guy's like, uh, I probably would have said the same thing if he did it to me. Yeah. <laughs> when he Super was trying political. To pass him on the inside, yeah. right? Super political, though. They, yeah. you know, they were also correct. <laughs> so, uh, the other news, the other bit of news going into this race is Esteban Ocon, three year deal, now signed through the end of 2024 with Alpine. Also, there's no Mercedes out clause. What does oh. that mean? Meaning if Total Wolf is like, yo, I, I want to drive this and, and you're the man, he can't just say, yo, I'm out, guys. So he's he's his own man now. Yeah, finally. finally. I'm a real boy. Well, uh, well, Mercedes still manage. well, Total Wolf manages him, but he that that's an ironclad contract. Well, nice. Good for him. Well, he, it's an ironclad contract until somebody wants out. Yeah. You know, in Formula One, that's the way it goes. But uh, they've committed to him until 2024. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. I think he uh, he came on strong at the end of last season and has started the season very, very strong, keeping up with uh, Fernando Alonso. So he's doing well. I think I, Ocon, obviously, he, since he came, he came back, you know, obviously, let's go when he was with, uh, with, uh, with Force India or whatever it was called, the Pink Panther. Mm -hmm. Right there, he showed that he was a fighter. He came back, needed some, you know, some time to get back together. Let's say, for you know, for example, last year he needed the time, even though the ending of last year he was already getting super strong. Right now he's showing his colors of why, you know, hey, I'm here to stay. The year of the, the that I was forced to take because nobody wanted me or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was a mistake by somebody else. Look what I'm showing, and now somebody gave me a couple of years, and I'm here to right. really solidify that yeah, I belong here. It goes to show you. Um, that you can't just jump in a Formula One car and be quick. So it took him some time. And so far, out of the seven races, he has four points finishes. So 
Oh, so imagine he's, he's finishing the points four of them. Four, four yes. times. So well, he's, one time he retired, thirteenth mm-hmm. and a fourteenth. Right. And then he finished ninth, seventh, ninth, ninth. So ninth in. He's also been Imola, qualifying. Seventh in Portugal, ninth in Spain, Spain and ninth Monaco. in Monaco. Yeah. So then the question becomes right: Red Bull, Mercedes, right? McLaren, Ferrari, better than the Alpine. We could say that right off the bat, right? Yeah. yeah. So that puts you right away. Best you can do is, well, not best you can do. If if everything runs fine, ninth, 10th versus your own teammate. Yeah. He's performing, right? Um, Aston Martin sometimes jumps up there, right? Sometimes uh, Alfa Romeo's look good. He has gone up against Daniel Ricciardo, held his own. Mm-hmm. Gone up against Fernando Alonso now, holding his own. Right. Well-deserved contract. And it was nice. A Frenchman gets the, the contract with the French team going into the French Grand Prix, right? Right. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's well-deserved. He's definitely earned it on merit. And the future looks good for Alpine. We'll see. So, with that said, Ruben? Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. Continue. I know. I I, I forgot. I, that's yeah, two free points. I gotta I gotta remember to do that. The French Grand Prix expires next podcast. Oh God! <laughs> I'm gonna study. I'm gonna study in the mirror. <laughs> like, like I'm not gonna let it. Come on, bro. I, I give, give him like two. Podcasts. What are we gonna give him the break? The winter, you know, the summer break. No, like, what it was on. like? It's been like four podcasts since yep. we gave it to him. More than that. Yeah. Why do you guys hate, man? I just want to cheat. <laughs> I just want to cheat, please. <laughs> so the French Grand Prix. Review, qualifying, more red flags. Um, a lot of them this year. What did you guys think as, as far as, so part of me was sitting there like, oh man, is Michael Massey overreacting now to to what, what the commentary was previously from the drivers uh, in, in regards to Baku? I think that they were in precarious spots. And I don't know. It, it was hard to kind of really identify where exactly they they went off uh, Yuki Tsunoda and Mick Schumacher. Well, Yuki Tsunoda crashed Q1. Q1, and but then. like towards the beginning of Q1, right? And he like... Yes. He he like... Uh, it was kind of crazy actually watching that as he slid backwards and like you could see the shockwaves from the car moving. Um, People called it a twerk. I call it the Harlem Shake. The Harlem Shake <laughs> of the uh, Alpha Tauri car. Mario Brothers thing? No, that's that's the, no, the Diddy the you, song, the you bro. Sound, I know, but the way you sound. <laughs> I wish I had the the Mario. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> so uh, at the end of Q1, or towards the end of Q1, before the checkered flag had come down, Mick Schumacher, who happened to have been placed up into the Q2 qualifying area, crashed as well, causing a red flag, causing the end of the session. Is it is it just the drivers? Just uh, you know what? It, it's weird because it's this is Sunoda's second time, right? This is the second time Baku he uh, crashed out. Mm-hmm. This time he's crashing out again. Mick Schumacher is this also his second time? Did he crash out in Monaco or was that in a practice session that he crashed? Was it Monaco that he crashed? Yeah, he did it? crash out of Monaco, yeah. but it wasn't in qualifying. I think wasn't it? In qualifying? I don't. I don't. No, think it was so. the clear the crash in qualifying. So maybe Monaco. it might have been one of the one of the practice sessions. I know. He but it's like, man, is it is it these young drivers just kind of? Pushing the limit of the car and just—it's pushing the limit of the car. They have to I think push the limit also, of the car. I mean, I, I, you have young drivers. It's also—I mean, the Haas is not not easy to drive either. So, you, it is you, for him. 
You combine inexperience with... with did did Messi spin, spin in this one? Messi spin? I don't, so, I, don't no. I, I, didn't, I don't recall, actually. No, he didn't. Okay. But, I mean, it's just... And then, you know, as far as the red flag, I think, especially when you're in qualifying, I think you kind of got to throw that red flag because you you want to be able to make sure that everybody gets their laps in. So it's just... Yeah, yeah that's that's a really good point. Actually. You know, so... Uh, yeah, just uh, stop it. Yeah. You would question it maybe if it was like practice or maybe during a race. Um, because obviously with, in the race, you do the laps, but if there's enough laps... Yeah, 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 you. I mean, you can you can just go racing again, and you have a standing start. And obviously, the red flag at the end of Baku was actually better for us because we enjoyed it more with that standing start. Alonso, you know, made up a few places. We had the off, um, you know, Hamilton going off. But do you see the red flags in qualifying stopping? Uh, I th the thing is that qualifying tough. is tough because it's a time session, and you got to make sure that everybody. Uh, you got to make sure that everybody gets. At least one lap in. I know, and you want to make sure your driver goes out and yeah. able to perform and, like and a when top, then, and top then notch performance. Exactly. And or top when, notch lap. When that happened, you saw You are pushing the boundaries to the super limit when you when you're doing a qualifying lap. Because yeah. you want it, you know, yeah. maximize. I mean, time. yeah, you don't you don't want a driver, especially when I mean that's when they push the cars the most. So you don't want a driver going on a qualifying lap, then going off and or something like that. And also you or, also or saw, thinking to, oh, am I going to go off? I'm going to crash. Oh, let me just slow down. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now you're not performing. And you also apart. saw that that after the red flag was over, the teams were pressed because none of them, a lot of those yeah. drivers were on their first, you know, like their banker lap, what they mm -hmm, call, mm -hmm. and they couldn't get it in and they wanted to get two laps in. So it's just circumstances, unfortunately. It just seems like, obviously, it's happening a lot more, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Schumacher say. went to Q2. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> let's us. look at let's <laughs> let's look at the um, let's look at the alternative when the red flag was not thrown on time in Baku after Max Verstappen crash. Everybody yeah. was yeah, complaining. Yeah. So yeah, I'd rather have it's a... damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'd rather it be safe than not safe. Not all that, but now you're going into a track that obviously Austria. These guys through F three, F two, whatever. They're much more familiar with this track. Um, yeah, there's Austria and there's Silverstone. So yeah, they're coming into tracks that. They, they should know, like, before. the back of their hands. Or play it in the game like we have. Oh, yeah. I remember, these are the fastest F1 cars ever, so. So, play into that too. here is a lovely question. What do you guys think? Mick Schumacher, Q2. Was it just happenstance? Is he getting better, really, is kind of the question. Or was it just luck of the draw? Mm, I think he's getting better. I think also you also have... So I'm gonna um, before you answer. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure to let you know mm -hmm. each of the drivers, including Mick Schumacher, Mick Schumacher, Nicholas Latifi, Kimi Raikkonen, Nikita Mazepin, and Lance Stroll all completed seven laps. Okay. Mick Schumacher beat them by a little over a tenth to the next qualifier, which was Nicholas Latifi. Almost four tenths to Kimi Raikkonen, which was after him. I would. That has to be on merit. In a that has In a to be. That has to be on merit. We've seen George Russell do it in a Williams. So why wouldn't why would we doubt? Are you talking doubt bad it? about the Williams? Come on, bro. Really? <laughs> really? No, he's getting better. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I, it has to be on Mary. Why wouldn't it be, to be honest with you? Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. So that that was um There was no reason not to doubt that. One of the yeah. That was one of the surprises. The midfield, six cars 
within two tenths in Q2. In order, Leclerc, Norris, Alonso, Ricciardo, Ocon, and Vettel. So we have a Ferrari, a McLaren, an Alpine, another McLaren, another Alpine, and an Aston Martin within two tenths in Q2. And that's a range of drivers. Yeah, but that's how close the midfield is. The midfield, is. Yeah. right? At least in qualifying trim, that's how close. Well, I mean, when we saw it in the race, too, they're very close. And then the uh, top of the field. What do you guys think of the battle between... We'll call it a four-way battle. Max, Hamilton, in order, obviously. Max, the pole position. Hamilton, second. Bodas, third. And then Perez, fourth. What did you guys think of that battle on Saturday? Well, I mean... What did we see? We saw that we saw uh, the cream of the crop. Obviously, is Hamilton and and, and Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. I don't know. It, it seemed like Mercedes were struggling. Was it, it? It's almost like a carbon copy. Of what happened in Baku? They started. They were struggling at the beginning of the sessions, including practice, and then they kind of came. You know, they came on, um, and and. To see Lewis Hamilton being happy with P2 uh, was strange because obviously he's always fighting for the top, but it seems like they're genuinely struggling. And you see that in their, you know, the radio and, you know, the messages, especially during practice, but they couldn't, they get it together. And there's two decent drivers too. So, I mean, obviously you have the GOAT, Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the Red Bull was quicker this weekend too. So, so it's it's kind of almost like Mercedes never expected the jump the jump that Red Bull has done you know since night last year. I wouldn't say that. I think Mer- I think Red Bull has shown that they're just as quick. Um, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that they're just genuinely struggling, man. I and think Red that, Bull has put their pressure on them. I think that somebody was talking. I forget who it was that. Mercedes had stopped development for a period on this car and that maybe that's what's showing. Because uh, you see that the Red Bull car is getting better almost every every race. We saw Verstappen ahead of Hamilton by more than two-tenths of a second. We saw Boras out-qualify Perez by seven hundredths of a second. And we said earlier that Perez made a, made a couple of mistakes. of mistakes on that last lap. Right, right. He could have easily, he could have easily been second. Been second. Locked yeah. out that that front row. Mm-hmm. But I think Perez will always struggle to make that perfect lap in qualifying. But I find that so just like hard. he always does. Remember, because Perez is tough. He's not to a very always, good qualifier. Yes. Yeah. To to lay down like that perfect lap to qualify, he's very tough to do. I find it hard to believe that Mercedes. Is just gonna have you know a full stop on development, especially when they're in the hunt for the championship this year. They're just uh, you. Do you really think that they're just gonna like let Red Bull just go get ahead of them? No, I think that they paused it. I think that there's a couple of issues that, that came together, right? So we talked earlier. You mentioned earlier the low rate, high rate concept. We saw that this year's Aero rules favor much more the high rate concept. So they had to essentially transform their car from what that was to what they needed to get to so that that allows red bull to while mercedes is trying to catch up red bull is getting ahead in Mm -hmm. in development in that sense we you know as as evidence to that we saw a lot of uh commentary about the chassis over the weekend 
Yeah, I, uh, so there maybe, was there was a radio chatter that, well, Hamilton said that there's something wrong with this car. That they have to check it. So I think they switch they switch up the chassis. I think they have like five chassis in circulation. So he changed up the chassis. It, it, I they're mean, it, Bottas chassis. Yeah, well, uh, like I mean, they. I don't think it's like uh, assigned to them. I think you know whatever car has it gotcha, has gotcha. it. So it's just like it. It's like they have you know certain chassis in circulation that you know if mm-hmm. one goes wrong, they just put another one on and. Especially like you feel a crash or whatever. Yeah, so I don't think, uh, I don't know. I mean, it it just, it's weird to see Mercedes in this position because you, they they always seem to be on top of things. And every time the the past few races, Mm -hmm. they've come in on the back foot and they're happy. They're, they're happy. I mean, they're surprised if they're first place and they're happy to be in P2, which is not normal for them. The funny thing is that their struggles during practice and stuff like that, the other teams, especially Red Bull, takes it as a sandbag from them. Like, you know, they're just sandbagging. They have the power that, cause well, they, 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 because they've done it before. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is that, you know, you come in and it seems like they're struggling and then all of a sudden they're, you know, P2, P3. And and at some and at, at some points, they're, you know, they're running the fastest lap until Max comes in and just... But obviously, you're not you expecting know, them to be a, a, an awesome lap. You expecting them to be even behind past the rebels, you know, behind like Ferrari or whatever. No, they're not struggling that bad. No, you know, obviously they're they're not. I mean, they're I neck mean, to neck right now with rebels. Right now, they're they're the class of the field as far as I mean. You can see how far they are ahead of the, you know the Ferraris and the McLarens. I mean, the battle is is the top two. It's just them. The top two teams. Yeah, them. but I mean, again, we're just used to seeing Mercedes. Running with it, uh, you know, at the top, they're they're they are always the hunted, and and this year they're the hunters. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's just weird to see that, and then I think I'm me personally, I'm just coming to grips with that. Yeah, they're they're genuinely struggling. Well, I was expecting this track to show you know Mercedes taking the leap. Because you know more traditional tracks are coming and stuff like that, but that didn't mm-hmm. happen this weekend. So I was like, oh, oh, yeah. But I mean, they, they didn't race. They, it wasn't. Uh, I'll tell you what. They had less struggles this 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 weekend than they did in Baku or Monaco. It seems like they were more on the back foot right. in Monaco and Baku than they right. were here. So, right. But Monaco is not a track that favors Mercedes. Never. They've always thrown that away. But how many? They've never been great at street tracks. I think the only street track they. You can, and which we, why we were surprised in Baku, is because I mean that's a that's a really high speed street track and 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 but they have affects, a long straight. But I mean that affects the temperature tires. <laughs> yeah, but I mean again, this is, I mean that's unique to this year. But that's just why we were surprised because we all thought that they were gonna be very good in Baku. And we thought that we were gonna be really good here, and they were good in in the Castilla. They weren't bad. It was just that Red Bulls has What's a better car this year. What is this Cassia? That's, that's a talent. Power card. Yeah, oh. No, no, but that's a talent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'm just thinking about like we know from well, whatever. We'll get to it in the uh, preview. Um, so the race itself, I guess the story of the whole thing was a strategy call, right? We yes. um, had a better lot of race than what we expected. Much better. Yeah, yes. much better race than what we expected. Obviously, Max Verstappen came out as the winner. It's funny how the tires also. Came into a little bit perspective this weekend again. Yeah. Well. Yes. We um. 
I say the strategy because Boras pits first out of any. Well, he pits first out of the top top uh, uh, drivers or the top teams. Pits on lap seventeen. That forces Max Verstappen to pit on lap eighteen, and then Lewis Hamilton pits on lap nineteen. Seeing it, seeing the reaction, or seeing what was happening with the cars, with the commentary on the radio, the commentary from Brundle, Crofty, it seemed like the tires were going much faster than they expected, correct? They were degrading a lot faster than what they expected. Every single team. Every single team. Yeah. So Some more than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there was a, a general consensus that the tires were going a lot faster. It's pretty much like saying, to the point like, okay, I think Pirelli lied to us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was revealed afterwards that uh, Mercedes had no choice to pit Bottas. Bottas had uh, had to pit due to vibration, increased vibration in his tires, and that was vibrating through the suspension, which could have caused you know a, a failure eventually. Mm-hmm. What that ended up causing was obviously the the train of, of pits. Um, Bottas, when he came in, put in a great lap and was right on top of Verstappen. He cut the lead. From like what was it like two seconds down to like tenths? So and they were chasing each other essentially through whatever lap eighteen, whatever. Hamilton came in the next lap, and that over. Uh, I'm sorry, the undercut from Verstappen ends up he wiping out that lead. It was crazy, completely. Yes, um, he had. I mean, Verstappen had a great in lap and an amazing out lap. They were surprised. And Hamilton had one of the worst in-laps and one of the worst out-laps. The, the pits were actually almost equal. Yeah. But it was it was just that when they put those new tires on, I mean, those new hards, they were super quick, you know, so. And then, obviously, Verstappen obviously has that so pretty much one the, lap pace. The roughness of the track, because obviously it was killing the, the, the tires you started with, but it was turning on maybe the hards quicker. It was a confluence of things. Remember that it rained right before the race. For, so, F3, for the F3 for, race. Yeah. So any of the rubber that was laid out that would make that would naturally make the track a little bit smoother, less degradation, was all wiped away. By the F3 race. By, well, the wets. just by the, the, by the rain. Yeah, you know, by the rain, yeah. So, it, so then, obviously, the data that they had for practice and... Uh, for practice was basically wiped out because they were running on a track that was already rubbered in. So it caught them off guard. And you can see by all the marbles that were on the side of the road that those tires were going super fast. So it was just um, kudos to Red Bull because they obviously noticed that and they didn't want to get caught out like they did in Spain. So they were the only top team that actually ran a two-stop strategy, and it won them the race. So they did that. They did the the reverse to the Mercedes. Yeah, and um, Sergio Perez was up there, qualified up there. Like we always speak to have the guy up top was, was running together with the with the top with, with with you know with the top guys. It wasn't like he was in in with the like rest of the midfield or he was running by himself between like what happened the, in Spain? yeah between the midfield he was up there and um he put his um skills of tire management into play and ran longer 
um, which gave him fresher tires at the end of the race, which would help him keep up with the top with the top group and ov- eventually overtake Bottas. For so, third no, and also pretty much putting to guess like, oh, can I pit? Oh no, Paris is there. So, so is just it gonna to be a good gamble to put do it? some context yeah. to it, right? So, Bottas seventeen pit, Max eighteen pit, Hamilton nineteen pit, Paris twenty four pit. Right. Max pits again on 32. Everybody else, well, the top drivers, they all take those tires to the end. So he was only one of one of two drivers that did a, three, a two-stop strategy, him and Leclerc. Obviously, with Leclerc, it didn't work. So <laughs> post-race, James Valls, Ruben's favorite engineer, right, on uh, on YouTube. I know you find The race debrief. He, <laughs> he, said to, he said to Lewis Hamilton that this one's on us. You did a great job, right? So the strategy got messed up. So to me, what that says is that their strategy, the original strategy, was to go longer, kind of similar to where like what Paris did. Where Paris did. So I know, I know, we always joke about it. I think that the the top person on the field or on the I keep saying the field on the track, as far as tire management, is Lewis Hamilton, and close behind them is Sergio Perez. I agree. So, the reason why Hamilton finished second was because he was able to manage those tires. Correct. Plain and simple. The reason he was able to finish so close, too. Like, he almost won the race. Yeah. And and you can see that just compared to the other Mercedes, Botas, the reason why Botas was struggling is because he couldn't manage those tires. That's why he wanted to go on a two-stop strategy. Because he just couldn't make it happen. But Hamilton could. So... This is exactly what you guys just said. This is the power of having the other teammate qualify up close and be able to uh, threaten the other team. So Mercedes made the mistake of they had to pit Bottas. They didn't have to pit Hamilton, but because they they have their eyes, I guess, they have blinders on their eyes towards Max Verstappen and whatever he's doing, and oh my God, the undercut is so powerful, they pitted Hamilton. That was the mistake. Whereas potentially, like I said earlier, their their strategy was to leave him out there a little further, let him kind of finesse the tires to the point where he can do a one-stop race, and that may have been their fastest strategy. Yeah, but they also didn't know how powerful the undercut was going to be here. I, that That's probably what freaked them out. Yeah, it, because it was just one of those things where it's like he – I mean – you you would expect it to be close, but he obliterated him. It was like a three second lead into the in, coming into the pits, and he obliterated that in his. He I think he was a, a it was a second faster on the in lap and two seconds faster on the out lap. So that just you know that just obliterates the lead. Um, and obviously it did because he came out on, you know he came out he he came out in front of him and he was able to you know to take the lead at that point, and then um. And he was just much faster, so that's why he was able to get on the new tires and come back through the field and win the race. This weekend, Max... Talking about Max. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This weekend, Mm -hmm. Max did so many things like you could point down. Mm -hmm. At one point, I think he did like... He took a second off in just a sector. Yeah. Yes. So Mm -hmm. so he was doing stuff that you're like, what? No, he's on his A game. Yeah, exactly. This weekend, he was on playing, you know, on... on, Mm -hmm. And I think think Lewis is on his A game too. It's just the car's not helping. Yeah, Yeah. You know? Not that the car's bad, but it's just that the Red Bull's better. So Perez pitting on lap twenty-four kind of just creates that um, that sense in the back of their heads, like, "Oh my God!" Like 
we can't do a two-stop strategy because his tires are are fresher than ours and are still not off of the cliff. So I think that that's where that's where they had the issue with coming in for that second stop. I don't know if you, I don't know if, if I'm making any sense. Yeah, no, you I, are. Yeah, you are. You are. To but, me, you are. Because mm-hmm. it was like they, they really had to watch out on making that decision. Right. It better be the right one. Right. Whichever be- we make. Why? Because, because it could go we from. Might, we might, we're going to lose the race and lose places. Right. Before. It could be from a 1 3 to a 1 2 to Red exactly. Bull. And then that would have been just a complete disaster for them. Yeah. And, it, and, and, you know, you have to. It's like you said, you have to. You have to be able to to have the hind, to to have the foresight to say, okay, if we pit in now, we're losing track position one. Uh, Perez didn't go for the two stop strategy, so what you're running, you're, what you're running the risk is that that Perez just gets ahead of them if they pit and he stays up there, and there's just not enough time in the race where they can catch up to him. And on top of that, they weren't as quick as the Red Bulls. So what happens is they pit both cars, or even they pit one of the cars, Mercedes. I'm talking about. Perez is already ahead. They have a better, they have better pace. They didn't have the same pace as as Mercedes, so they would just run away with the race with the one two. Then you're left with a three four. Um, you're losing more ground in the championship race. Why didn't Mercedes, after all, just pit both us to at least go for the fastest lap? He was already on four. All right. So that was the other thing coming out of this, right? Bottas said. Early on in the whole thing, because he had pitted, he had pitted first before mm-hmm. Max. He was experiencing issues because I think he had issues with the front wing that was giving him trouble with the degradation of the of the tires. He was screaming over the radio to make you know to pit him to to get him on the fresher tires, and then at the end, why didn't anybody effing listen to me? It's uh, gonna be a two stop race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And somebody on Reddit specifically nailed it when he said he's almost complete with his transformation to Kimi. <laughs> that was hey, spot on comment. It might be the next Iceman. <laughs> Just yeah. leave me alone. I know what no, I'm doing. Do. I know what to do. Yeah. Is it? No, because, you know, he was already fourth and they were, the top four drivers, the top four cars were so far ahead of the field that he would have easily just made a pit stop and come back on. Yeah, I mean, they should have put it on for that point. I, I don't know why they didn't. Because uh, now you gave Max everything. Max now won the race and one got the fast lap. He got the, the, well, the, the trifecta. The, the he got trifecta. the pole, too. He got, he got pole, he fastest lap, and he won the race. So That's like Ruben every day. Yeah, man. What? You're a winner. You're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Win at life. So, speaking about us, right? So, there, obviously, there's that weird animosity. Not animosity, but it's just uncomfortable between them. Similar to Sebastian Vettel last year at Ferrari. Then you hear, after qualifying, that, uh, uh, well, earlier in the weekend, Total Wolf said, you know, George Russell, whatever, Bodas and George Russell don't make the decision after the after the season in mm-hmm. December, he said. He changed his mind. Then so somebody asked him, like, yo, is that for real? And he was like, no, I was just kidding. We're going to make the decision soon. And it's like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> Okay, let's do a coin. Yeah, I'm going to say this this week. Okay, we're going to go with that. <laughs> it's got to be wearing on him, right? It's got to be wearing on Bodas. Everybody. Well, I mean... He signs a one-year. They sign him to a one-year deal, so every time we get around this, you know, stage of the season, close to summer break. Yeah, we've seen that Botas drives better when he his contract situation is it's off his shoulder. Yeah, it's off his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So a chip. Yeah, but I think we're getting to the point now where Mercedes has to make a decision on who they're gonna put 
next to Lewis Hamilton going forward. Um, Bottas is already getting frustrated because they're clearly... It's clear that they favor Hamilton. Well, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying, but he knows that he's playing second fiddle because they're... I mean, you can clearly see it, right? The strategy played to the strength of Lewis Hamilton because he is better at managing the tires. Bottas wanted a second pit stop because he can't manage the tires well, but he thought he could run a better race. Mm -hmm. Personally, if he had a two-stop strategy, they were like, That's a good point. No, brother. We're going with Hamilton. Uh, 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 uh. Right. So with the data from Hamilton's car. Exactly. That's a good point. What, you know, it it is what it is at this point. He seems like he just doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, When, but... Again, where does he go? Williams. <laughs> Yo, he had the hat, right? He had yeah. a hat. That he had a hat. Just like the Williams livery. livery. Yeah. So, there you go. He's listen, already started. That's a nice hat, too. Yes. Yeah. It looks better on the hat than on the car. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think the rumors eventually are going to prove true that George is going to be, George Russell is going to be in the car in that Mercedes seat. Um, cause you know, George Russell already, he's a, he's a Mercedes driver. He's already, he feels that he's proving that he can drive that car. Obviously he's manhandled any of his teammates that he's had at Williams. He's, he, he beats them by a, by a mile. Nicholas he, Latifi. You know, Latifi, Robert Kubica. Robert Kubica. Um, he stepped into the Mercedes last season in Bahrain beat and beat both us. Probably was one of the best drives of the season by any driver. <laughs> Man, that was crazy. Yeah, uh, and he he almost won that race. So he feels that it's an eventuality. Like he needs to be in a better team because he sees all his peers fighting for podiums, fighting for points, fighting for wins, and he feels that he should be in that position because he has a talent, and he does. He has a good case for it, um, and. Do you, you know, see Bottas, Russell as being the, the future of Mercedes? Yeah. There you go. That's of it. course. I this, mean, this, this is not ending now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's like uh, it's like what's happening in the NBA now. You, well, you have LeBron uh-oh. passing, oh, yeah. you know. Passing the torch to Ben to, Simmons. No. Come on. <laughs> no. To Kevin Durant, man. By the way, oh, you guys man. watch basketball, Kevin Durant's performance. 50 points. Yeah, and he, a loss. Yeah, even though he lost that series, he just became a legend in the NBA. But whatever, that's... We digress. Okay. Take, <laughs> he carried yeah. that team. Take it back in, yeah. Wes. <sighs> so, so I mean, all right. So we talked about, or you just mentioned George Russell looking up at his peers, seeing how how they're on the podium, they're scoring points, etc. During this race, right, we saw the McLaren teammates Lando Norris in fifth again, oh, and, and George finishing twelfth. By the way. Which is great for him. Which is great for him, yeah. Lando Norris in fifth, Daniel Ricciardo in sixth. Really, I just wanted to segue into Lando Norris. What is this? Six of seven fifth place wins or fifth place positions this season. The only driver to score points in every race this, this season. season. The only one. Mando. Mando. Not even Lewis can say that. Lap, so lap, I'm, I'm going to read out his uh, results. Fourth, third, fifth, eighth, third, fifth, fifth. Dude is unbelievable. Um, Hell of a season. This is what, his third year McLaren? Yes. 
where where does this guy top out? Currently, he is a head of Valtteri Bottas. He he's fourth in the in the construct. I'm sorry, in the drivers' championship, seventy six points to and fifth to Valtteri Bottas with fifty nine, up by seventeen in the drivers' championship. How long does he hold that thing? Two races. Remember that he's great at Austria. Last lap, Lando happened there. Yeah, but um, the temperatures are not going to be that hot. I was checking the weather in Austria. Well, and we can talk about this in the preview, but um, I think that Mercedes are going to be are going to be in top form by the at time the Red Bull Ring. Yes. Hmm. So, so there was a graphic, right? I saw on Reddit. 2019, for the McLaren team, after seven races, 2019, 30 points. 2020, 68 points. 2021, 110 points. This team is not only third in the constructors, but like Mercedes is at 178. They're at 110. You would think that that gap would be enormous, right? But that's like, it's it's not as bad as one would anticipate Mercedes to McLaren. Listen, it's something that it's good. They're not going to get to second. But it's still race number seven of 23 races, man. Yeah. You know, it's good to get excited. And and one thing about being a sports fan in general is that it's not how you start, it's how you finish. It's all hope. Yeah. (laughs) It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And obviously, McLaren is doing a good job. They seem, you know, they're going to be fighting for that third place. But, yeah, I mean, as far as them being close to Mercedes, yeah, you expect that gap to be bigger, but that gap will get bigger. So I, mean, I hope not. It's nice to have McLaren that way. Oh, we all hope not because we want to see more people fighting at the top. But, you so, know. Rounding out the uh, finishers at the French Grand Prix, seventh, Pierre Gasly, oui, oui. Uh, eighth, Fernando Alonso, ninth, Sebastian Vettel, and tenth, Lance Stroll. But both – Aston Martin, again, they they started on the hearts because they didn't get into Q3. And they went super long, too. They went super-duper long. They went uh, Vettel went to lap 37 on the hearts. Stroll went to lap 34. They, Very impressive. They took advantage of them choosing their tires mm-hmm. to start the race. And working for them. Yeah. they you they, You see a trend now forming with Aston Martin where they're taking a... Um, they're taking more risk with their strategy, and it's paying off for them. Saw it in Monaco. You saw it in Baku. You saw it now. Uh, th- their car is not that good. So it's almost like uh, what you saw Haas do a few years ago where... where Didn't we just go for it? Yeah, they were just taking, you know, they like whatever opportunity they would take with the strategy, they would just, they would do it and see if it works, and it's working out for them. they but obviously, it's they're not as they're not as slow as the Haas. They have a pretty you know, the car is pretty good, but it's not. I don't think it's up there with an Alfa Tori or a McLaren or a Ferrari. Um, but if you you know play your cards right and your strategies are on point, then you can see that it helps out with them. I mean, Lance Stroll started in what eighteenth or well, that's because yeah. And he finished he, up. He, he finished either eighteenth or nineteenth. He finished in tenth. He started eighteenth so, and finished tenth. Yeah. So and and you have Vettel because he wasn't able to put a lap in Q one, right? Yeah. He, he put a lap, but the, the oh, he when he was going to do his 
he did his banker lap, as they right. say. And when he was going to do his regular, like, okay, I'm, I'm being for real, that's when the uh, red No, I don't think, no, he didn't even do a banker lap. No. That's, oh, that was deleted. the issue, yeah. That was the issue that, no, he it, it wasn't that. It was just that I think what, the, obviously, they were doing the first lap and then Sonoda came out. You know, it was a Sonoda crash, so it red flagged it. They chose not to run, give him, not to do the first lap. They wanted, they, they were putting all their hopes on that last lap, and I think on that last lap, the second flag. That's when Schumacher that came crashed. out. Yeah. When they were going for so the they just couldn't. They just they just couldn't get a lap in. You know. So again, the strategy worked out perfectly for them. They both, I mean, Vettel and um, Vettel and uh, and and Stroll drove great, and you know, it was a what a, they got four points or three points, I think it was. So. Ricardo, he's back. Sort of seems like it. Or just a one. I wouldn't say he's. Back, I would say no. it's a one-off. I hope not. No, I hope he's back. No, no, no. I, I think he's getting. I, I you know. But I, do we see him beating he did, Lando? He did say. He did say that. The he just needs to get more into the flow of it. We have a triple header. He he's starting off well. Obviously, Baku and and Monaco are very are very unique tracks, and with a car that he's still getting used to. Um, and this is all, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he he did say that obviously he's going he seems like to be getting into the flow better. They're traditional tracks and it's three races in a row, so you expect him to be better. Is he back? No, because if he were back he'd be beating Lando. Um, but expect him to steadily, you know, get there and and have them, you know, fighting a little bit closer. So that was going to be my comment, right? Mm -hmm. Who did he race this race? Mostly Lando. That to me just means that the car was so much better than everybody else mm -hmm. that he had no choice but to finish fifth or uh, sixth, whatever he finished. And Lando, I don't had, think that's fair though. Lando had better pace than him because at one point he let him through. Yeah, I don't think that's fair either because you, we've seen him drive the same car and he's finished way way behind Lando. Lando's up in fifth and he's in thirteenth. Yeah, that's yeah. So I mean, it's it's just. I think he's getting. It's also you know there's it, so many factors. It's just circumstances. Um, the fact that he was he was right there with Lando is a good sign, um, but we expect him to be to at least beat Lando. So, he's getting his balance in. He's getting yeah. balanced out. I think he's he's doing better. He was very happy after the race. So. Perez pitted lap 24. Mm -hmm. Lando Norris pitted lap 24. Then Ricardo pitted lap 16. That's why. Norris had to pass him because at the end of the day, he had the, the, the tires under him. Mm -hmm. So we saw a one a beautiful one-stop strategy from Norris, man. I, this kid is just so good. And it's it's amazing to see, and it's going to continue to be, even like the lesser guys, like Pierre Gasly, who finished seventh, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have a Leclerc, Lando, Gasly, Max Verstappen, George Russell. The future is so bright for Formula One. It's uh, right. I think it's gonna be the the talent is very close as far as driver talent. Uh, it's just a matter of what kind of car they get. Speaking of drivers, what kind of car they get? Carlos Sainz says after the race that he felt like the tire degradation for the Ferrari was twice that of their competitors. Yeah. It was just a throwaway race for these guys, right? Nothing worked for them this Nothing week. worked for them this week. No, I mean, I mean, I mean they did well in qualifying. Yeah, so I'm saying science qualifying so worked perfect for him. The issue with Ferrari is that they they tend to overheat the front tires. Okay. So obviously that's why they have a better pace in qualifying because they can 
they can put the they heat can put the heat in the tires real right quickly, yep. go for a lap or two, and it'll be quick. But during the races, their Achilles heel has been, and that's probably why they ran better in Baku and in Monaco is because their tires weren't getting so hot. So they were able to keep up the pace. But in a traditional track like this, where the sun is hitting the track and they're constantly running and you have a, you know long straights, the tires tend to heat up more. Their tire degradation goes, there's even worse than what it was before. And the tire degradation here was pretty bad. So their Achilles heel right now is that they're heating the front tires up too much. They're still trying to figure out why. We don't know why. They don't know why. But that is the reason why they had such a bad race this week. This weekend. And they got to get on top of it if they want to keep fighting with McLaren. They better. <clears throat> what do you guys think championship-wise? Now, So now what it shakes out as is uh, Verstappen is has 131 points for the Drivers' Championship. Hamilton, 119. We'll, we'll leave it at those two, right? It's going to be close. It's going to be close, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't – this is what Hamilton wanted. And we've seen that he is very good at not only racing, going wheel to wheel, racing on another competitor, but he is also good at you know playing the little mind games. Even though he says he doesn't play mind games, he does. We know we see the spot. It's part of the game. It's part. The of whole the team game. does. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, rebels! And he has the experience, and it further will cement his legacy if. He is in a close title fight, no matter who the competitor is. And wins. And wins out. Yep. Okay? There was, I mean, obviously, Rosberg beat him, but it was right there. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, when you're that close, you know, it could go either way. But now you have another competitor. I mean, he he beat Vettel handily in those two seasons. And now you have probably the, the best competition that he's had in years. And he relishes in that. He's also proven that he can beat a Fernando Alonso. Head um, to head. Yep. Yeah, you know, and he's been along, alongside and he's beaten teammates that are, have been world championship, so it's, champions. It's, so. Do you think, for example, on a season like this one, that Mercedes is a little bit behind, do you think that's what he needs to even get over the top? Yeah. I'm talking about go back to even with Felipe, Felipe Massa. Mm-hmm. Remember, he won, I think it was like by one point or something like that, he won that? Yes. So, you know, like, and that was close battles like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what make, that's what's going to make him solidify him. And as, he was younger at that point. Yeah. Now but he like, has more experience. Let's not forget, 2016, when he lost to Rosberg, and 2007, when he lost to Kimi, the car failed him. It wasn't even him. It, wasn't it was the him. car. Mm-hmm. So, I, listen, he's... And he had a chance... And Roger remember, to take it back. and the team told him, "Hey, what are you doing?" Yeah, no. And and remember, <laughs> slowly, everybody. I remember <laughs> what has been the latest trend. Every time, anytime that well, obviously he's won the championship the past what three or four years. He always comes on strong after the summer break, and this season has he. I think he started off very very good. He won. Uh, was it the first two races this season? Yeah. Oh man, I have it right here. I, I have it right here too. He um, won the first race, lost the second by lost, I mean second, and then he won two in a row. Yes. Yeah, Portugal so he, and Spain. He has one, two, one, one. So he's won three races. So really far. the difference is Monaco, which mm-hmm. Max finished first and Ham finished seventh. Right. And then the fastest slap difference. Actually one, two, one, two, three. Yeah. So he's obviously crazy. off to a good start anyways. Hamilton gets better as the summer goes on. 
and he comes on strong after the summer break. So this race is not over yet. The I championship mean, Yeah, the championship is ready. The race is not over yet. No, it's just by far. The year's so, so yeah, much to go in the year still. Again, race seven is 23, 23 races. 23 Even if they get 21 races in. No, nah, they'll, they'll get the 23. We're still, only till, we're still only through one third of the season. So I'm going to take this in a different direction, right? The constructors. I don't see I don't see Mercedes coming back and winning the constructors. And I'm gonna tell you why. Oof. All right. We already see Hot the, take. the division between Boras and Mercedes. I don't think that for the rest it. of the year, I don't think that he's going to be able to one on one beat Sergio Perez. Or Mercedes be able to rally him in to get I don't think it's gonna happen. All the time. I think that Red Bull is pretty much money in the bank as far as that world constructors championship. Listen, it will be tough. For Bottas to beat Paris in the points. So the only way I see this happening for Mercedes is if we start to see the unreliability that we have come to know from Red Bull with one or both cars. That's the only way I see it happening. It's hard to argue against that, but I will. Here we go. go ahead. <laughs> Man, it sucks being wrong, but you you make it an art form, Nancy. <laughs> Remember. That each driver is fighting for a seat on the grid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Meaning, so Paris wants more years. Yeah, Paris Walters wants, wants more, to either stay or get a, get a better contract somewhere else. Correct. Yeah. So maybe you are correct. Maybe Paris beats Botas like a drum, or maybe you're wrong. But we can't deduce from the results that we've seen so far this year, mm. that Perez is going to be way better than Bottas. Mm. The car is similar. They're two very good drivers. And we have seen Bottas keep up with Lewis Hamilton in the past. Even through adverse. So, it's not over yet. Okay? And like you said, there are going to be questions as far as Red Bull is concerned with the reliability, which you've been saying all year, I agree with you on that. It's just going to come down. I think that Botas is fighting for his F1 career at this point because he wants a seat on the grid. So he's going to want to show other teams that he is a he is not as good a driver as Lewis Hamilton, but he's pretty close, which is pretty good. Pretty close. Okay. And, and... He has shown that he can be quick in Mm. that Mercedes. Mm. So, Mm. food for thought. Mm. How do you turn him around yet? How do we turn him around? uh, uh, Total Wolf coming on the radio and, you know, being his father figure. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Encouraging him. Listen, it... um, They're in a close title fight, and you need two drivers to win the championship. Yeah. And Mercedes is not... Obviously, they're going to favor Lewis more, but they also want to win the championship. So they're not just going to the throw... They're not going to throw Botas to the wolves. They're going to help him out. They're going to help him win, try and win races or be up there in the constructors' fight. They're in a close fight. Listen, at the end of the day, everybody on that grid is a racer. Everybody wants to win, yeah. no matter the circumstances. So I think that they will get it together. It's going to be a close fight. But I'm not convinced that Sergio Perez is going to beat Botas that easily. Okay, so here's what I'll say to that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he will. 
maybe Boras should instead of thinking about beating Perez, you mm-hmm. should think about beating Lando Norris, who Ooh. he is currently behind by seventeen points. Ooh, but yeah, but that's not gonna last. Yeah, it's not. So if you give Boras the second place at Monaco, in which the tire is probably in the Hall of Fame right now in Mercedes for the longest <laughs> in, time. in the museum. <laughs> if you give him that second place, which he was real close yes. in, mm-hmm. that puts him, and you push down Lando one spot to fourth, that puts him four points above Lando Norris, which is still... Yeah, it's not that great, but listen, he's still up there, man. It's still... You know, it's not like he's he's down... He, it's not like there's a lot of... The only person that's ahead of him that shouldn't be is Lando. So he's, you know, and it's, again, it's seven races. We're third way through the season. It's still an early, still a young season. Let's not overreact. Red Bull World Constructors Champions. Congratulations, guys. I've crowned them. (laughs) Guys, anything else with regards to the French Grand Prix? It was actually a very entertaining, very entertaining race. It was was, was an entertaining race. Almost a whole week through. Yeah. Um, Fernando Alonso was actually unreal. Good. Alpine, man, we yeah. I think we talked about it. The French team is going to show out. They didn't like show out, show out, but they looked good. Yeah, they looked good. Yeah, I they mean, good. they it, it was fun to see everybody. The we were, you know, it's tough. Every, every we always complain about this because it's, the midfield is so close, and obviously they're not getting the attention that they deserve because it's very close. At the you know, at the front between Max and Verstappen, but there was a lot of good battles going on in the midfield, and um, yeah, we saw Gasly, Ricardo, Norris, Alonso all fighting it out like crazy, right? And right, at, right. at times when Leclerc could do it and Sainz could do it, they were there too, right? Exactly, it was awesome. So it was a, you know it was a, it was a, it was an awesome fight. I think uh, Lando and Gasly. Had a great battle. Yep, that was um, amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which Rodrigo Rosberg. Yeah, yeah. what was he doing on the on the yeah, teleprompter? So, I mean, it was it, it was a fun race overall. I love Nico Rosberg. It's what I told you guys, man. Best race ever. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> nah, it was a good race. Uh, hopefully, it keeps going that way at the French Grand Prix because obviously we've yeah. had two stinkers. What's great is that now we're gonna go into two times Austria at Silverstone, which are always good races. But let me tell you something: the reason why this was good is because obviously, one, we have a very close race at the top, makes it more interesting, and we have a midfield that is very close. So, when you have cars that can compete with each other. There's no race that's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good point. Let's just hope that's a good point that in 2022 these regulations will help these cars fight, so we don't have these boring races at times. All right, that about does it for the French Grand Prix. Let's jump into a quick Austrian Grand Prix preview. St- led off by Ruben and his history lesson and <laughs> history trivia. <lesson. laughs> Take it away, Dr. Ruben. <laughs> we need a jingle, man. <laughs> All right, so let's start over with a little bit of trivia on this place. Uh, we can't, I can't go too deep in the trivia because next week i got to do another trivia on it because it's just... Make it know. super deep, both. You can do it, Ruben. <laughs> Currently, I believe that I am up one. Yes. 
Do you have the exact number? No, no. I keep saying I'm going to do it. I'll check okay. after this. I apologize. Let's so, go with an easy one. Let's go. Sure. So obviously the Austrian Grand Prix or whatever is, you know, there's a country is, you know, Red Bull owns the, the, the track. So it's the Red Bull ring. How many times has Red Bull won their home race? Twice. No. Won their home race? Seven times. Damn. And they only won it once. Get out of here. And it was in 2018 by Max. Get Max won it twice. No. When did he win again? No, he he uh he had uh issues with his car last year. He he oh man. No, dude. Hold on. He won it two t- two years in a row. No, 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 no. No, he didn't. Well, whatever. Keep I'm I'm gonna trust the uh process here. We're gonna keep it going with Ruben. Get the next question, and we'll we'll c- continue doing the research. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, we'll find this out before the podcast ends. Okay, so uh, the Austrian Grand Prix in 2002. This is a, a kind of like a medium to hard question. Okay, mm-hmm. was the place where Ferrari did a switcheroo on the last last lap, mm-hmm. where Ruben Barrichello let, yeah. let Schumacher through, and nobody liked it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can you name the other driver that was in the podium with them? <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, Rubens Barrichello. That's where Schu- I, I'm gonna say Schumacher was, you know, pulled Barrichello up to number one. Yeah. Which also violated, you know, Paul whatever protocol and then after that it was like what well, it was me when you cannot do that, blah 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 I'm gonna Who was say, the other driver? I'm gonna say that damn I shouldn't have hit the button. I'm going to say that it was Alonzo. Giancarlo Fisichella. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually Juan Pablo Montoya. Oh, Oh, triple name. Oh, damn. So close. You're right. I'm remembering the picture. Damn it. Okay. Go ahead, Ruben. All right, let's next go question. with this one. I got more written down, but I'm going to save it for next week. Okay. So, Austria is always going to be, obviously, tied to Nicolata because he is, you know, mm-hmm. from the country. Can you name for what team he scored the majority of his F1 wins? I'm sorry, which, can you repeat that? Can you name the team yeah. in which he scored the Who's majority? Nicolata. Nicolata. That's it. Ferrari. Yeah. Well, didn't you tell me? Because, he... because I was looking something up. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Austrian Grand Prix. Yeah. How many times did Rebel win it? Twice. Was it, what was the year they won? They won. 18 Max and 19. won two years in a row. My 18 bad. and 19. Okay, so, so now I'm up one. That's what happens yeah. when, you're not, when, you're doing the, when you're doing the trivia and not concentrating. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. All right. I'm upset. Wow. The Drake song. All right, so let's do another question because that was. Oh yeah, let's go. What? Damn. Come on, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Fine. In last year's Ocean Grand Prix, there were two drivers with identical quality times. Can you name them? (sighs) Mm, Damn it! Identical quality times. Yes. I remember that it happened. Uh, it was Carlos Sainz and 
you're already pressing the negative. Carlos signs and Danny Ricardo. I'm gonna go Lance Stroll and and Lando. Who was it? It was Alvin and Paris. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence, right? Foreshadowing. Damn. Yeah, right, I do remember Take that. it away. Yeah. The history lesson. History lesson. So, obviously, this track has a lot, a lot of history. This record has gone through a number of, like, name changes since it actually was built in 1969. The original name, don't even ask nice. me how to pronounce it, it was called... Osterinch ring, whatever. Osterreich ring. There you go. Osterreich ring. Mm -hmm. Then it was renamed the A1 ring. Mm -hmm. And in 1996, after like a nine-year absence from the calendar, obviously, you know, the A1, it was an Austrian, like, telephone company at one point, whatever. That was the one that funded the circuit to be Mm -hmm. redeveloped. After the track, it was actually off the calendar for a while. It came back in 2003. And that's when Red... Now, now they didn't come back in 2003. Red Bull bought it. In In 2003. And they started doing, you know? A bunch of stuff that were able to work it out when it came back. In it was named the Rebel Ring, and then it came back in 2011. For the, it was confirmed. For the, for the but it's, it's been, been around calendar ever since. Yeah, it's been around since 1970 to 87, then from 97 to 03, and then it was 2014 to now. That's been uh, most win by drivers is Alan Pross with three. Uh, most win by constructors tied by McLaren and Ferrari with six. Uh, last year's pole position was Bottas with a 102, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also won the race. He also won the race with a minute 30. Leclerc was second. And Lando Norris, you know, last lap Lando. Uh, fastest lap was also Lando Norris. Whoa. Crazy. It's also, it's an amazing track. It's a, it's the one that they come close to being under a minute. It's... Yes. The, one, the, fast. one of the fastest tracks. And it obviously it's short. Um, it's only ten turns, so yeah, it's a fun track too. We saw last year Max Verstappen had electronics issues. We've seen, oh no, that was, yeah, he had electronics issues last year. He's tough. I was like, seen a great battle between Leclerc and Max. Yep, this track too. Yep, that was twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, where Leclerc Leclerc ran out of tires and Max overtook him at the end. I think he pushed him out, but you know whatever it is, what it is. I think they pushed each other out. Because they came back. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a close battle, and I don't think Leclerc would have won that race anyways because he was the tires were gone. Anyways. Would you call that battle as being clean back then? Yeah, that was clean. That was a that was a clean race. That wasn't that wasn't there was nothing wrong with that. Competitive. Yeah, it was a, it was a competitive race, and it was it was fun to watch honestly yeah. because we didn't, you know, up until that point that race wasn't that great. But uh, you know, when we saw, um. Max coming back up through the field and Leclerc was leading the entire race. It's just that, you know, twenty eighteen, right? Was yeah, it was uh, the um, yeah. You're gonna say it again. Cheating engine, exactly. Yeah, whatever, haters. Um, but it, yeah, it was uh, it was. We always get good races here, and um, it always seems yeah, it's always entertaining, and it always seems that um, even though Mercedes won last season, won one. Uh, did they win both races or just one? Both. They won both races. One by Bottas, one by Hamilton. They always struggle with overheating in this track. Um, so the, it, it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to be, you know, 
they're going to be like, they're going to run away with it, obviously, with the competition that Red Bull has this season. So, so qualifying, pole position, who you got? Max. I'm going Max. I'm going Max for a clean sweep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to, uh, He's really good at this track. Last, he just had bad luck last year. I know he had the electronics issue. I do think you, he had another issue with the other race. Do you see Hamilton being third here? Because Bottas apparently is super quick in this track too. No. Okay. I do. Look, let's be real. Here. Really? Yeah. Third to who? To Bottas or Perez? No, not Perez. No, it'll be it'll be Max. My my qualifying order will be Max, Bottas, and Hamilton. Followed by Perez. Yes. And who, who after that? Norris. Come on. Ricardo. Whoa. Okay. I don't think, I don't think Matt, I don't think. It's going to be will. super close. I think Norris yeah, that's is fourth. That's what it will be. It's going to be super be close. By fractions. Of course. Yeah, yeah because it's such a like, short track. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like that's super what it lends fractions itself to. to. Yeah. I mean, it's a quick track. You don't have crazy heavy, heavy braking zones. So whoever has a quick engine and is going to go good. And here. I think that's the only way Bottas will have a better Quality than Hamilton, but like you know, like the way it is that you see, Ham is like you know pretty much. Instead of about Hamilton Paul, well Ham has Paul, then both out of nowhere, boom, and mm-hmm. then Max is gonna become boom. Right on top Any of surprises well. you think? Um, definitely Ferrari and qualifying. Qualifying, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, this is like the type of track that a Leclerc could pull out like a stunner. Yeah, like a because, Stone Cold stunner. Because they do have a, a at least in qualifying trim. They're very quick. Uh, I can agree with you on that. I would say that, um, man, depending where the wind blows, I would say that George Russell's going to have good qualifying here too. Q3? No. Close. I think it'll be close. Think it'll be gone with the wind? That's the that's the issue, isn't it? Right? Because that 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 uh, <laughs> died over here. That uh, that that car is very susceptible to the wind, but it, it definitely has all the characteristics. They're very good in qualifying. Uh, they have a quick engine. So and then Russell's a very good qualifier. So Williams probably they'll at least make it a Q two. I expect it. Oh yeah, yeah Q two, Mister Saturday. Huh? Yeah, of course. Race, um, obviously Max. Would you, would you say that signs? Will I qualify liquor in this no. again? No. Okay. No. Mm. Leclerc has just been historically, you know, I no. say that, but. No, no. I mean, uh, been super science close. is good. It's been close, but Leclerc just seems to always eke it out against him. So I would I would expect Leclerc to be out of Not this past weekend, but okay. And then um, what do we say about the race? Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Max to win. <laughs> You're taking Max to win? I'm taking Max to win. Do I take? I'm taking Max, Ham, Perez. I think you're going to see again. I think you're going to see a strategy again rear his ugly head. And by ugly, I mean beautiful. You, Ruben? Because I love strategy. (laughs) Is it going to be more of a strategic race or more of a a race race? I think it's going to be strategy. Okay. How about you, Ruben? No, it's gonna be that. It's gonna be Bottas, Ham. It's gonna be a toss up between Paris and and Bottas for third and fourth. But who? So you have Verstappen. Yeah, yeah. Verstappen winning, Hamilton in second. It's gonna be third and fourth. It's gonna be a toss up between whoever is able. Obviously, we know that Paris goes very long on the tires. So if part of the struggles that Bottas had this weekend uh, that he's had this year, remember Bottas is also can come to the front if he has a problem. So it's gonna be a toss between them two, and then 
Hey, they better watch out. Lab, 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 last lap Lando might be right He's there. He's going to be hunting. Hamilton. Hamilton. Baltas. Baltas. Verstappen. Wow. Tu te pasa. Hamilton, Baltas, Verstappen, Perez. Norris. No. Ricardo. Any uh, surprises during the race? Surprises. Yo, Ricardo made surprises. Because remember, he used to run for Red Bull. Well, so I think Ricardo's enough of a surprise. I think Ricardo's enough of a surprise, but um, let's go. I think Vettel's going to surprise. I th- yeah, I think the Aston Martins are going to show up yeah. again. I think Vettel's going to. I mean, this, this, have if it becomes result. a strategy race, they might be right there. Yeah. Because they're. they're for the past few races, they're the, taking the, the strategies. They're, they're have, taking the chances. They're taking the chances, and it, it's been working. Yeah, for them. and uh, you know, look the, what happened in Baku. <laughs> we're going with the. I think Pirelli's going with the middle, the C two, C three, C four. Yeah, the confusing part. So oh, uh, yeah, so they're gonna have softer tires. I think it's gonna be a fun race. So yeah, the, so the hard tires for whatever whatever race is gonna become the soft tire. This like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. C two, C three, C four, bro. Exactly. No, but I, I to me super confusing. Ruben knows soft and hard, right? Not hard than soft. Boom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, guys, oh, make sure to hilarious. follow us on all of our socials. <laughs> we are across many, many podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. We're also on YouTube. What's up? Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at JumpTheStartF1. Guys, is there anything else that we need to add here? No. Double, it's well, race week. We're in the middle of a triple header. Race Enjoy month. Enjoy the racing, baby. Yeah. Woo. Let's do it. We're in the middle of a great season. Let's keep it going. Adios. Bye. Peace. Bye.